Toitearapuru Sounds Enga reo, enga mana, rauranga tira mā tēnā koutou katoa. Welcome to our new podcast series, Inspiring Journeys Through Music. Presented by Sound Centre for New Zealand Music, Toi Te Arapuoru. Ko Crystal Edwards, ahau. Today I'm joined by Pere Wihungi, Mao's Huata Lucas, aka Misty K, and Tipene Hama to talk about their journeys as successful independent music artists. This is the first part of a two part series. It's an absolute honour to Atahi to have such a vast uh, spectrum of our kaiwaiata, uh, ki wainganui a tātou marunga i tēnei ipurangi. Well, kai te mōhio ke kōtou kōwa i tēnei, ko kino Christoa hau, koi tō kaiārahi i tēnei uiwe. I will hopefully guide you uh, not down the wrong ara, but tētahi ara pai uh, i tēnei rā. So we have done our rounds ki te mihi mihi me e rā mea o tira. We're going to repeat that. And kai a koe te wātua tahi a pere mahau a nā mihi mihi e timata tēnā koe. Ko wai koe, nō hea koe. Ahoi anō rā tēnā tātou, tēnā rā tātou i ngā tua huaranga o te wā. Mihi nui ana kia koe te tua. Mou i whakapuare mai tēnei whare wānanga ki a tātou. Te whare wānanga o te ao puoro tonu. Hei hāpai ake i ngā kōrero, hei hāpai ake i tēnei o ngā kaupapa. Ahoi anō rā nō kua nō te Māori, anei rā ahau, anei rā te tai toke rau, kua tōtoia mai rā ko ngā mātā waka o te nōta o muri whenua o te whare tapu o ngā puheki tēnei o ngā wānanga, anā ko perewihongi tōku ingoa. Kei konei au kei tāmaki makaurau, he uri anō hoki nō te tonga o tāmaki makaurau, Southside, ngā hau māngere o Hotsiroa. Ahoi anō rā i tēnei wā, kei te taiwhanga hopurea o No Filter Studio ahau i tēnei wā. Heo anora, enei mihi i roto tonu i te ngākau nui, te ngākau māhaki me te ngākau whakaiti, tēnei rā taipere e whakahoki atu ana i te rākau kōrero, kia kino crystal, kia rā mai tātou. Oh, tēnā koe te tuakana e te taina ai, tika hoki a paipere, wareware katoa hau i tērā ingoa o e ta painana kia koe i tērā. Oh, gee, that was a long time ago, our last ui ui though, but yes, paipere, no mai, no mai ki wanganui a tātou. Ka huatu te rākau ki te tokorua nei noroto o tēnei rohe taurikuro o mātou Nā reira tēnā koe te tuahine e te whanaunga kai a koe te wā Tēnā koe tēnā koutou He uria hau no Ngāti Kahungunu ki te wairua, Ngāti Kahungunu ki here taunga Ki te taho tōku mama, me ngai tūhoi hoki Ki te taho tōku pāpa no Ngāti Tūwharetoa me kaitahu oku iwi Ko te whānau huata ki te taho tōku mama, me te whānau te moana, Lucas, te whānau o tōku pāpa. Ai, e noho anā hau ki te raki pai whenua nai anei ki tāmaki makaurau. Engari i tupua ki a hau ki te poho o tōku ngākau ki kohupāta ki i roto i te rohe o te matau a Māui. Tēnā koe e te whanaunga. Tēnā nō koe te whanaunga, ana ka mutu kia koe te prata tīpene, kai a koe te wā. Tēnā koe, tēnā koutou, huri ahau i Ngāti Kahungunu ki here taunga, te taha toku matua, te taha toku kōka, ko Ngāti Kahu, no te taitoke rau, Ngāti Porau ki te tairāwhiti. Hai, kia ora. 
Short and sweet, love it, brother. Tēnā nō koe te parata. Anā, kia koutou, koutou rā. It's actually going, I'm looking forward to this kōrero. Uh, it's about, of course, he kōrero whakawe awe, uh, he kōrero hoki kia uh, whakatau mai o koutou nei. Neke neke, i roto i tēnei uh, mahi wā. And it's a very lucrative industry, uh, industry way we say around, of course, um, ngā taha auaha ne, but as successful artists as yourself, uh, koutou tahi. Uh, yes, hopefully when people tune into this kōrero that they'll find some kind of uh, uh, relevance and inspiration to go, hey, if Petty, if Misty K, if the brother Tipene can do it, so can we. Uh, nā reira, uh, me timata te kōrero pēnei, uh, kia koutou. We understand that, uh, you know, he nuinga piki, he nuinga heke roto i tā koutou nei haere, uh, ki te tihi o tēnei mahi o te kaiwaiata e rā mea. However, I guess maybe we'll start with, uh, again, with you there, e, e pere, nā, nā te mea kokoera tā tātou manehiri tawhiti nei. How did you uh, become, I guess, the beautiful and successful artist that you are today? It's actually kind of ma to call it successful. Um, and that, um, I, you know, when I, th- when I envision success, I still envision the summit of the manga. And I feel like I'm only like on peak two of like 7,000 peaks of this pai maunga. Um, so, I mean, look, I, I honestly can't actually answer that because there's still so much to be done. Um, but I mean, in terms of what's got me to where I am at this point... Um, whether or not that's successful is a whole other thing. Hoi uh, Nora, um, I think a, a huge part of it, of what's got me here, is literally, specifically in Te Awaiata, Kapahaka. Um, kapahaka, and I, I credit um, all of my musical um, skills um, to my foundations of Kapahaka. Uh, and, I, and especially knowing the holistic values, health values that come from Kapahaka, um, but in particular the music, um, the musicality that comes with Kapahaka as well, that I've been able to really cross, cross credit and um, uh, cross over those skills from the uh, Kapahaka stage into, well, the studio, essentially, um, when it comes to harmonies, when it comes to vocal attacks, when it comes to compositions, uh, arrangements. Um, and so really, um, in the mahi that I've um, been fortunate enough to be a part of, um, and also I've, in those particular parts of mahi, I've been um, fortunate enough to meet Tipene and Misty K as well, um, through uh, different types of mahi waiata, whether it be uh, composition and waiata workshops, um, whether it be uh, workshops going into our kura. Um, there's so many uh, skills that have been uh, that I've been able to grasp from Kapahaka, um, but I think uh, more holistically, what's really pushed me is my passion for Te Reo Māori, uh, as all of my content, all of the wire, all of the uh, kaupapa that I, I I like to attach myself to, or that I do concentrate and push myself into, have a core foundation of Te Reo, whether it is bringing in my own experiences and wording them into Te Reo, whether it is Taking other other people's experiences and compositions and 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 translating that into te reo, um, or whether it's bringing te reo to uh, animation screens or um, television screens as well. I've been fortunate enough to work on kaupapa like Pipi Ma, um, Tube, and we're currently now working in um, kaupapa like Lion King, Leo Maori at this stage. Uh, we're we're in production um, of this kaupapa at the moment, but I can honestly say. Um, that the two main values, when I think about that question and when, when I think about what actually got me here, <laughs> what actually got me to this position um, in terms of the music world, I can honestly, full-heartedly say that at the very at the very kōtihi of my whakaro is kapahaka and te reo Māori. And then I think I'm just very fortunate enough to have a foundation of support from my whānau and friends. Um, hoi anora, I hope that answers that question. Oh, that sure does, Ewa, and such a humble way of how you came across. And being a haka kid, yes! Kare e kore, and that's so beautiful that you've mentioned that. But, and how you've just mentioned around the success, yes, Māori we are, we come through this um, kind of stage of, you know, oh, kawe pera, he whakamā, hau kare anoa kia, eke ki tērā, tihi manono, or, you know, of our, our success. But I must say, Ewa, these, you three here as an observer and as a supporter of Māori music, Māori artists and that kare kore, you know, like you said, even though you're at one point of your success, 
So just carrying on, kia koe te tuahine te whanaunga uri te tonu te rapatai, kia koe tēnā, whakautua mai. Yeah, it is, it's one of those questions that tends to come up all the time, hey, and we all kind of sit there thinking, um, well, who sees us as successful, you know? Um, what is success and how do how do we measure that? You know, for me personally, I measure success on the impact that I leave behind. Um, but for me, success is believing in yourself. If I don't believe in myself and, and believe in the vision that I have for where I'm heading, then how is someone else going to believe in it too? You know, so for success for me, um, it doesn't stem from one particular place. You know, when I stand on on the stage and I, whether that be to get up and do something like this, you know, to be able to be in a space where you are able to express how you feel and your journey and whether that touches someone in some sort of way, to me that's success. Whether it hits one person or a million people, you know, where does the measure for success stop? And, um, like you know for me it's it's a never-ending journey success because success to me feels a million types of ways you know to to uh, touch someone's karearoto uh, with my music or to touch somebody by just being there to listen and be that listening ear um, to then express their story and how I compose a waiata not every song that I write is about my experiences, you know. So, um, yeah, mine's pretty much short and sweet. Belief. If I don't believe in myself, then how is any how how you know how do I expect anyone else to believe in what what they you know what I'm trying to do or what they're trying to achieve as well? So yeah, kutera. Kia ora, kia ora and that's actually something that is really huge that we need to really um, express among, especially our rangatahi these days, eh? self-belief. If you're not your own cheerleader, if you're not your own, um, you know, that kind of ahuatanga, wow, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. And it there, see, once again, you humble Māoris, you humble Māoris, <laughs> cut it out, cut but it out. But that's the thing, that's the thing, it's a it's a like with humble, like we have to eliminate that kupu because if we look back on our people, they they didn't even have that kupu in their vocabulary, right? We've kind of adapted and, and, and brought that into our, our lives where we, okay, no, we can't have this tall poppy syndrome thing going on and whatever that might mean to people, you know, and I'm in, I'm like a huge advocate for that now, being in a position where I'm at, which I'll, I'll talk about later on, but I feel like that's a kupu that we need to squash right now. Let's eliminate humble because we are elevating together, not above, below, we are side by side. So, yeah, Queena. Oh, man. beautiful, beautiful. I'm just, yes. just going to jump in right there. Go, 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 Kelly, yeah, go. Man. Take it over. Um, yeah, so we talk about what you just said, um, Mouse. Yeah, I, I think um, I feel it's quite simple. Well, I know you probably had a simple answer. I've got an even simpler one. Um, it's spread love, man, you know, spread love. That's what that's what we're up to, you know. Um, like, well, even if you're not even feeling good about yourself or something's going on, you're feeling down, whatever, you know. Um, yeah, still spread love, even you know, just give it out through music, through corridor, through just being there, through um, hopefully doing good performances, all that sort of stuff. You know, it's 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 all about the love, man. Like, there was a guy. Um, his name is uh, David Poe. Uh, I met him in Wellington when I was about eighteen you know, doing this music thing, and I was like, yeah, I need to sign to a record label and all of that, and, you know, I had this all this kind of, I don't know where I got that from, probably movies, and um, he says to me, Tipene, can I ask you a question? And I said, yeah, <clears throat> he was a producer, and he said, um, could you tell me what you think the most uh, powerful and most influential force in the universe, what do you think that might be? So I'm going to ask you fellas, you know, just think about that for a little bit. Um, and, you know, I was 18. You remember I was 18. You know, I was just like, uh, straight away I said, God, it's got to be. It's got to be Atua. It's got to be the Atua. And he said, close. I was like, okay. Um, I didn't get it anyway. And he said, um, it's love. I was like, okay. It's the most powerful, most influential. And I was like, okay, well... He goes, do you, do you think of someone that you love? And I was like, yeah. 
put have them in your brain right now you know is there anything that you wouldn't do for that person or people my answer was no nah, i'd do anything for them and he goes if you gave your would you give your life to save that person i was like yeah easy you know because that's love right it just makes you do crazy things you know things that you couldn't even believe that you'd be able to do you know you could be like scared as hell but you know the love that you have for that person can make you go oh, i'm just gonna buck it up and just smash it and just you know to you know just do it anyway you know um even though it's shaking in our boots um so yeah i think it's quite simple for me man spread love keep spreading love because man we all need more of that yeah Kare kore, kare kore, yes. And you know what? Love is a powerful thing because that's what's all brought us here. Love for the music, ne? Ahakua reo Māori mai, reo Pākehā mai, reo Hainamana mai, āmotu mai. Koina te take kua tūhono, kua noho tahitai so three very interesting uh, perspectives um, and it's, that's what it's all about uh, as we all know too um, you know we're talking about getting into our, our artist successful flow but while we're on that hiringa, we know that we've got the pros and the cons of um, striving to what we believe in striving to put a musical composition together striving to doing what we love so with that, could we um, possibly once again haere anō kia koe pere and just kuhurirauna uh, ki wangani a koutou um, hea ha wetahi o ngā piki me ngā heke uh, as a um, independent artist and as a, as a kaiwaiata? Oh, this one's a bit of a tricky one because I think um, along the journey, uh, maybe, maybe it is in with within perspective, I feel, um, because um, when we talk about picky, um, we, we look into uh, the things that we celebrate, the things, uh, small achievements, they don't have, actually have to be big. It could even just be waking up, getting out of bed sometimes. Um, but when we look at the heke, um, I, I think that it's contextual, it's different for every single artist. Um, but what um, may remain consistent is that we're always going to f- uh, find barriers. We're always going to uh, experience some kind of hardship, a problem per se, um, failures as well. Um, and I think it is, it's only from the, uh, those kind of experiences that you can actually um, build yourself upon. Uh, if you're consistently achieving and if you're consistently, um, uh, I, I guess, succeeding, um, it is about trying to grab the lessons from those heke, like you've mentioned. Um, a big thing that's really helped me is um, changing the perspective on, on how we see um, failures and how we see um, hardship. Um, and um, uh, within this last, um, I guess, five years, when I was leaving the television industry um, to fully, I guess, uh, focus into the music world or my own musical craft, um, one of the things that really stuck with me was um, it's never, um, you're never going to lose. It's, it's not a um, win or lose situation, it's win or learn. Um, and it's only by um, identifying those losses, you're grabbing the lessons. It's up to you. You can actually take it on as, as a loss or you can take it on as a lesson. Um, and so I think that actually my heke, my heke have actually made me the person I am. The the hardships have actually helped me um, into uh, ha- help project me actually into the direction I'm wanting to go. They actually kicked me up the ass to like you know <laughs> give me a bit of a pep in my step because you know at times I can become complacent and I think that's one of the biggest um, you know kind of. Our hardships when it comes to the creative industry is the complacency and it's getting used to, you know, the creative industry is a spiritual uh, industry. Um, there are um, foundations of, you know, mental, the, the, the strategic side, but a lot of the stuff that we're making come from a core of spirituality. 
Um, and so it is about um, ensuring that we're looking after that tahawairua. Um, it is make, uh, about making, um, ensuring that we're looking after the tahinengaro as well because we tend to really delve into um, our craft quite spiritually. So I think um, in terms of my own personal heke, complacency has been my number one en- enemy. Um, when, I'm, when I find myself slacking, I actually, it actually, you know, kind of, um, disappoints myself, but it also wakes me up saying, hey, I can wake up, sort your shit out, and get moving, um, because you've got no time to waste, so I think complacency has been one of my biggest kind of things, and then um, changing my perspective on how I see those failures, changing my perspective on, on how I see, um, it's not even looking at them as failures, but always taking them on board as lessons. Oh, kare e kore, and I think we're all victims, of, I wouldn't say victims, but we're all guilty of that and you're the one who's actually brought it up to the forefront but I love I love that win or learn that win or learn that was a meke little kiwaha phrase kianga there at the tungani so fabulous I love that one there I'm going to actually take that pocket it for kino well yeah I love that um you know lessons yeah, there's. Not, I actually, as an independent artist, I find that there's been more pros than cons, um, you know. And I, I've been an independent artist more um, and I have had like like the bro tips were saying before when you speak to people and you know you have those opportunity where people go, oh, we can sign you to this label. Back back when I first started out, age eleven, that was me. I was like, oh my gosh, I just need to be signed to a label, you know, but. What I've noticed throughout my years being in this music scene is a label does not define you as an artist, but if you allow it to, it will, you know, and if and, and that's the thing. So with the pros, there are so many pros, but like what Pere said before about the cons are what kind of makes you, definitely the lessons you learn along the way are what makes you the, the great artist that you are at the moment and the great artist that you were going to be you know so um definitely a lot more pros than than cons um the pros for me um just some of those those attributes that i can share are you know having that creative space to be able to be whatever you want to be you know, to be your authentic self 100% without having someone direct you into this is what you should be doing. Um, and I can confidently speak on that because that is how it's been for years and years and years. You know, um, I've seen it happen to people, to friends of mine who have changed because they've had to in order to get somewhere. Um, or they've had to meet this person in order to get to where they thought they needed to be, you know. So with the pros, like as an independent artist, I have the the capacity to be able to um, really reach my goals in the way that I want to do it. You know, the f- flexibility is the big word I'd say as a as an independent um, artist. But the con, and this is probably the only downfall for for me looking at it in a business perspective is the reach is the reach as an independent artist. I struggle to get funding. I struggle to get any kind of, unless I, you know, I don't go out, if if I don't know somebody who's already established, you know, and now I'm established, so I'm able to actually speak on this. And for me, I revert back to how it was for me as a struggling independent artist trying to be seen. Everyone's reaching for that same mic and no one is having, like no one at the top is even giving it to anyone that's aspiring to be there. That's where I feel like I kick in now. You know, um, and I feel so, so passionate about this because I know what it's like to be reaching up for that mic and just getting it whacked every time. Like, oh, hang on, but who are you? You know what I mean? Like, so the, the, the pros and the cons, they weigh everything up and who you become as an artist. For me, I feel a lot stronger where I can be that advocate, be that mouthpiece for those people that are aspiring because I'm still aspiring to be that artist to this day, you know, so... Um, yeah, I mean, I could go on and on and on with this corridor, but 
at the end of the day, um, I love that. I love that kianga about, you know, it's the lessons. It's not so much a con or it's not so much a downer. It's They are the things that really break you, um, make you who you are. You know, they break you, but they make you. They build the strength. They build the strength, the inner strength that we all need to remind ourselves that, hey, we can achieve anything we put our mind to, you know. And that for me, um, especially being in a male-dominated industry, it's quite hard to be, um, and, and I'm an R&B singer at that, you know, so it's predominantly reggae um, across Aotearoa. Um, and so, you know, I I find that a lot of my friends listen to listen, listen to reggae and then, and then I'm like, well, hey, I'm a 90s R&B singer. Like, I'm not going to change who I am because I deliver best in doing what I do, you know. Like, if I enjoy it, the delivery is going to be amazing, you know, because I feel it. Like Peter said before, our way to her. It's a creative space. If you feel it, you feel it within you. It's just going to be projected in that way when you put it out there. You can tell when someone is bouncing from genre to genre and they're not feeling it. You can tell, you know. So that's another pro and con too that I've had to kind of realize. I'm not going to be Mal's or Misty K, the reggae singer, because I don't feel it in that same way. It doesn't mean that I don't love reggae though. I love all genres of music. I just know what my niche is and how I can bring it to the forefront in the best way that I can can do it, you know? So, yeah, koina toku whakaaroi pānaki tērā pātai. Um, but I love that, and I'm going to take that too. I'm going to take that with me too about the, instead of looking at, like a, looking at the hard lessons as a con, I'll look at it just like that, a lesson to make me stronger and to make me a better artist. That's right, te And thank you, um, thank you, Mr. K, for really uh, putting it out there too. That you know, it is, it is. We need to find um, where we sit. We are eclectic um, artists, so we're all into every kind of genre out there. But to feel what you want to deliver out there, me kokiri, me ara. So thank you for sharing that, te fanaunga, Mr. K. We're gonna go over to you, the brother Tipene te na no koe te prata, knowing that you come from of course Pahara Kiki here, uh, Te Whanau Hama as well, you know we've we've had the stereotype put above us and all of that too brother and I must say being a hip hop sister myself, supporting uh, you since the tribal syndicate days, then uh, same with you my bro, what are some of your pros and cons um, that you've come across as a independent artist? I reckon they're all pros eh? yeah and I uh, totally agree with what Peter and Mel are saying about the hardships um, craft you eh? you know they um you know I, I would imagine it like for Kaido, you know when you when you start off with a with a, a totaro or Cody whatever you're starting off with and then you just chip all the parts away that you don't want right then you're left with the po type of thing you know so I I hip-hop hip-hop is super competitive you know it's not like reggae where you go and show love and give hugs and all of that and even R&B, you know, they're real cool people. You meet them, and you see hip-hop artists, they just want to cut your head off. You know, they're, they're like, I ain't trying to I ain't trying to show love, bro. I'm not a man, you know, type of thing. You know, so whose lyrics are meaner? Who's, who's the baddest? Who's the coolest? And all of that. Um, and and, and to, if I'm ultra honest, I didn't really care about any of that. Um, I know that that exists. So that was something that, I know, it just makes you, uh, we talk about the complacency, what Peter was talking about, um, that sort of nullified the complacency, you know, for me, because it's just like, man, you either on or you off type of thing, you know, so I was always trying to, um, I didn't actually listen to a lot of other people that were out there as well, um, not because I didn't think they were any good, it was more about what am I going to bring, you know, what what can I actually offer? You know, so you can make beats, so you can rap, so you can so what? So can a billion other people. What are you gonna do with that? You know, what's your superpower? What do you what, what when when someone asks us about you or or well, even better, if your kids ask you about ask someone about you, like, Oh, what's my dad? Well, what was he like? You know? And you want them to you know, you kinda of think, Well, I wonder what they would say. Is it easy there follow their chase around after everybody and, and, and try to sound cool for the moment or whatever? Or was he someone that that offered something, you know, someone that contributed something that actually is, you know, um, 
I always, you know, I hear the authentic thing quite a bit. I think um, if you're being honest with yourself, that's it, you know. it's You don't have to be that, you're already that, you know. Like, to be yourself, or what is being yourself, just, you know. Well, who else can you be, you know. Like, it's, <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, I, I see it as a thing that, um, that's probably the thing that I've seen, um, and I wouldn't say there was a challenge. Oh, you know, it's a constant challenge for me, but out in the industry that I'm in, uh, sorry, in the genre of hip-hop, I've seen a lot of my good friends, man, um, good people just lose themselves in that competition and that um, trying to outdo the next guy, trying to, I don't know, you know, trying to make the next banger. And, and I can see they ain't happy. I can see it. You know, I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah, are you loving this? Do you love it? Do you feel it? You know, can you play that to your kids? I, I mean, you know, like you know, or, or do you say, oh no, you can't play that to them because that's 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 dad stuff. You know, put it over there, over there. Mm-hmm. I would say though, they hip hop is a like you said, hip hop is a different like you said, it's got that different genre and that. But in I would say if I was to reflect on, um, say where you started from from Tribal Syndicate days and then coming into your most recent drop of your album, which is the Trail Heritage, you know, um, I must say like. And that's why, I guess, for me personally, why I was attracted to you at the Prata, because you were one of the first um, hip-hop artists, you know, besides, like, Damn David, but you would rap about our iwi, you know? And so, you know, to hear someone like, you know, Kukahumunu in the Heratunga range, you know, it was like, oh, he's taking hip-hop into a whole nother, you know, it's it's hip-hop. But So in saying that though, bro, you know, what what was you know, how did you how did you come to that that um or that hey I am gonna do hip hop? Hip hop is very much egocentric. Hey, it's all about ego mm, and yeah, stuff. But you came on a different thing. How did you come to that Fakado? Because that for me that's a pro. Yeah, um far out. That's a good question. I don't think I've got a one sort of defining thing um about that. All I know is that the only thing that made sense to me, you know? Because I was like, well, um, and, you know, and like, because I, I wasn't brought up, you know, in, in, in speaking Māori and, and even knowing thing, I, I used to just sit, you know, just like all the other kids waiting for our koro to sit down and do the waiata and, you know, stand up for ages and we didn't know what he was saying. I could just see it was masterful there. Like, I couldn't understand a lot of it, but I could see that what he was saying and how it was connecting with people, you know, to me that was the MC. That is an MC. You know, so... And, I, and you could just see all these people just like, yeah, man, you know. And, and even though you don't have any, I didn't have any idea what they were talking about, it looked captivating to me, you know. And um, I had, um, well, one of my uncles who used to, um, who used to like walk like a bird. It was weird because he used to like do this little thing and then do his corridor and just walk like a bird and like do this bird stuff. And I was just like, what is he doing? Is he performing? Like, this looks like a bird you know and and but you know that that really that i think just i didn't really think about it like oh i want to be the bird guy it was more like um something in this is 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 um is is captivating me in some way so it's it's a heritage trail i mean for me it's a trail it's it's being able to bring those worlds these three things i'm passionate about the most the first one is people far new the second one is um, being creative, music, the third one is being Māori, you know, so I'm like, well, if I can put those three things together, jeez, I'm, I'm, I'm at this um, most super powerful, most influential force in the universe. <laughs> winning, 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 brother, and thank you for actually using our, our, our pai, our pai tapu as like, I guess, uh, a pinnacle or as a tawira uh, for the original stance of MC. Like, with you just saying that, I was like, oh, cut it out. Actually, yes, you know, if I was to be truthful, you know, that was the first time I actually saw, you know, the the, the taumata of what an MC can do, uh, captivating our people with their kōrero. Yeah, so, you know, bro, thank you for using that as a beautiful example for where um, aspirations of MC can come from. And that's so, you know, just taking it back to our pie. 
Bro, man, that, that, that hit me right here in my manawa. Been a kaikaranga. It's like, oh my gosh, gosh, get it out. Tēnā koe, tēnā koe. Well, um, carrying on a little bit there, because um, we're talking about, of course, nā, nā, mahi menga, piki menga, heke. And uh, just sort of done a little bit of rangahau. So as you said, Pere, you're doing a little bit of uh, mahi with the Lion King, uh, whakamaori i wera o nā waiata, tērā, uh, kiriata. And of course, with you... Um, Mr. K, Kazi, you have got, of course, you came out of um, releasing uh, some singles and that, alongside with your sister as well, beautiful waiata uh, that have been coming there. And, of course, our brother dropping, of course, the Heritage uh, heritage Trail, Silver Scroll, uh, uh, all there too. But with you there, uh, Pere, uh, you talk about, um, you know, Kapahaka was your... Um, foundation, um, I must say, as a as a kaimataki yaque, your uh, pukinga within te ao waiata is very vast. But what is what is it that you like to kind of like focus in on? What's your most? What's your tino? What's your favourite thing that you like to focus on as a uh, artist? Oh, honestly, I think um, I was. Very lucky growing up. My grand, my grandfather is like very, very critical, and he used to absolutely hound me growing up. Um, we were pretty much wired to totoko on a dial. Um, my sister and I, so we'd be going around with him um, to every single tangihanga, and you know he's my koro. He's got heaps of friends, eh? and of course, being a koro, all of them are passing away. So we were we were doing all the wayata for his koro. So we had that practice, but. Oh my gosh, look, what really, um, he used to be quite brutal, actually, with his feedback and uh, crafting us and, um, and even just the way we would perform, he would make us, he would literally tell us as literally like, what, eight year olds to engage with the crowd when we're singing a song and like, you know, we're singing like, it could be e torunga mea, but look at the crowd. Don't like, you know, like he, that was his pet peeve, like performing like this if we get up and sing. Um, and so because he was so critical and because he was so like brutal about it, that kind of inner voice has stuck in my head um, and everything that I've kind of done. And um, I think one of the biggest things that he's kind of said, especially when we compose music, eh? He'd be like, ah, like you know, he'd literally tell us the truth. If it was a dumb song, he'd be like, maybe work on it. Oh, nah, 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 don't sing that one. Like, you know, and one of the things that he actually said was, um, if you're not gonna, like, you know, in terms of songs, and when composing a song, if you don't want to listen to it again, what's the point in singing it? Um, and so when, I, when I'm composing songs and when I'm creating songs, I only create if I think I'm going to listen to it again. I don't only create a tune or a melody if I think I would listen to it again. And, and not just once or not just for the copa, but not just to push it out, but actually um, that it may have some repetition or that um, within the mahi there's some form of perpetuity. Uh, in it. And that's coming from the critical background of, um, of course, my grandfather being quite brutal. So in terms of like what I really like to focus on, um, it's literally my own preferences. Um, the things that I actually enjoy because I think that if I can listen to it myself, I won't mind if other people... I, I actually, um, you know, I, I could release so many different types of waiata that might vibe with a larger crowd than actually, you know... But if I don't actually like it, I, I, I find no points in releasing it, even if it is a popular freaking song. And I've found that through my own experiences, releasing tracks previously, and now when I'm here and I'm like, oh my God, what was I thinking? Or like, you know, I get that cringe almost, and I hate that feeling. So it's made me a lot more conscious now of what I'm producing, what I'm creating. So when you ask me, like, what do I focus mainly on now? It's actually ensuring that I'm not just blasé about my compositions um one of the main things that kind of like enforce this um perspective is the fact that as maori um our moteatea our waiatakroa our chants they're literally our library when uh, this is our main form of passing down knowledge passing down kōrero and we've been doing this for centuries before we even had a microphone before we even 
you know, had instruments with strings per se. We were, we've been doing, we've been composing, we've, we've been keeping history and archiving our experiences through Waiata. And so I think it's really important now that as artists, as composers, as creators, we're conscious of that because what we're doing is we're creating our narratives from this day, but we need to be also conscious that these songs and these tonga will last way after us. By the time we, we've, we've passed away, ka ora tonu e nei waiata e nei taonga. Um, and um, we're, we're needing to ensure that those taonga come with quality. Those taonga come with uh, accuracy as well, um, both to our own experiences and that we're not doing it through what we think the Pākehā wants or we're not doing it through what we think a label wants. Uh, just like Misty said, we're doing it actually as per our manawa and what we're really wanting. So in all of the kaupapa that I do, no matter if it is music or not, no matter if it is animation, television, if it's studio work, if it's kapahaka, if it doesn't kind of sync with my wairua and the values that I kind of hold close to me, I won't do it. So I won't pursue it or complete it. And so I think when, when you ask, what do I focus more on? Um, in any project that I go go for, that I that I pursue, I ensure that it's it's a hundred percent connected to my values and my mātāpono. Um just To give an overview, it is te reo Māori, it is rangatahi development, uh, and it is waiata. And so those are kind of the, the, the mātāpono that I try to uh, stick to when I commit myself to different projects or kaupapa. And if it doesn't have any of those three, I don't even bother. Long story short. Um, so yeah, koina noiho etahi waku aronga. I don't even know if that answers the question. I'll be honest, I forgot the question halfway No, there. no, you you did well. You did fabulous. And what I want to say is that your kuroa must be a close, close uh, whanaunga to some of my aunties and that, because that critique, you know, I think we've all experienced that. Eh? It's a whanau, it's a Māori thing, eh, you know, and especially... Oh, it's um, unfair. Like, honestly, I was breaking down tears, like, you know, oh, oh I, feel you. I feel my you. Yes. Like, you know, I was like that that <laughs> child that was oh you know if I heard I would take it on board personally and be like why can't you just enjoy it but it actually helped so you know hindsight it worked it works stand up quid. I must say, like I said, um, my forte is not really in the music industry. It's always been public speaking. The Fananga Misty K can relate to this because, yes, I had aunties at Alcuda and they're going, if you're going to stand and represent, you must speak clearly. You must speak. So that, that last person in the, you know, yes. Yeah, so that critique, Kōrero, I must say, I relate 100%. It's definitely uh, a Māori thing, but how you've just encapsulated your whole whakautu around your mātāpono, love them. Te reo Māori te tuatahi. Te oranga tonu tanga o tātou nei a te hunga mātātahi. Beautiful, Peter. I love that. You're, you know, for such a young 
person you have like this old soul sitting within you to relate and to always come back and project it through your wayata through your compositions and it's just beautiful to actually hear that from you um at the hua. so thank you for sharing that and yes you did answer that pathai but uh, going over to the uh the misty k same pathai for you there um at the and it has been an absolutely humbling experience to watch you uh on your journey as well because like you said you started at the age of 11 and um I would say maybe even younger. Uh, you know, manga tiri tiri days there at the Fanonga. But uh, yeah, Misty, how about for you, you know, as an artist, you know, what's something that you tend to kind of focus on as well? Wow, I just kind of want to go back and just touch on um, the last quarter and also talking about, you know, I wrote a song about the closer they are, the closer it hurts because it's so true. Um, <laughs> I actually have had the closest to me saying, Right, it's never going to happen, so have you got a plan B, you know, or, or, or whatever, you know? And that's because I think we can all really, um, really agree to this, is that we all have day jobs. You know, we've all still had to maintain our, our home bounds so that we can make sure that that is secure first, and then we have our creative strand, you know? And so, um, and if you're lucky enough to be involved in the creative um, mahi as your primary mahi, well then it doesn't feel like you're working because you love it so much, you know what I mean? So well done to you, brother. <laughs> like, you know, at the end of the day, if you've found something or if you've found an area that, yeah, you just don't feel like you are waking up to, to mahi, like that kind of mahi that's going to just drain you, then awesome. However, I had to write a song about that, Closer They Are, Closer It Hurts. But my focus um, for me is the energy. Um, I have to be, and especially in a studio, like um, that's probably why I work a lot by myself because if the energy isn't really flowing for me, it's hard to kind of let the creative juices flow as well. And I tend to work in the creative hours, which would be 11 p.m. to 3 a.m., like when everyone's asleep, um, <laughs> where everyone's, you know, catching Zs, I'm out there making music or doing something um, that fills my soul, you know. So for me, um, the focus definitely has to be energy. It has to be great energy, high energy, um, like-minded souls that I'm working with, Um I am very driven, like self-driven. <laughs> so um, I've—I don't know if it's because of my military background why I'm like that, but I am always early to everything. Usually when it comes to music, so my music fano are like always late, or <laughs> or they're like, man, okay, we know Mouse is going to be there on on time, so we're going to make sure we're there. Otherwise, she's going to be like, you know. But when it comes to everything else, I'm late. So. <laughs> Uh, there's a balance here you know there's got to be a balance there but in terms of professionalism you know as Misty K that's professionalism for her you know and when I say her this goes back to Mouse and Misty K are two different people now let me just um enlighten you a little bit on that because um this can also touch back on the last quarter about pros and cons but I needed to find how I cannot let the closest they are, closer it hurts people get to me, right? So I changed I changed my name to Misty K on the Atamira so that she can go on there and be confident, sassy, boss, do what she has to do and not have to care about what those people think because going on that stage as Mouse, that's, you know, the people who know me closely know me as Mouse. My friends, my whā know that I i tupuake, you know, ki wanga no i um, They know me as Mel. So whenever I would get um, the hate come in or all those negative connotations towards my music, I took it really personally to a point where I was just like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Maybe I should just throw this in. Because if what these people are saying is true, then I... I, I'm encompassing this as mouse, you know, and I'm I'm mouse every day. So how can I split that? You know, how can I leave that on the stage or leave it in the studio or leave it in those areas where I'm doing artist work? 
So Misty K came into the piece and she is going to let it rip wherever she goes. She's confident. She's going to get on the stage and she's going to give you a great show, you know, and she's going to be confident about it and know that you are going to get your money's worth, whether or not it's going to be $2 or $50 or whatever, because at the end of the day, I'm professional like that. And I'm, I think as a, as a, um, as an established artist, that's what we need to also keep there is our standards. Our professionalism needs to be at the forefront too. And I've seen it over the years and, I, and I've seen how people can slack off. And that's just my own personal opinion. Like, this is my brand. This is my personal brand. So how am I going to want to be um, recognized if I am doing, turning up in a certain way and I'm not showing up for myself in the best way that I can be showing up you know like that's why I say focus is energy energy is everything you know energy is everything that we're getting involved in and so um Misty K even though that's my persona Misty K is still real true to who I am Misty is my middle name translated into English and the K represents Kohupatiki my marae where I was brought up so every time I get on that stage I'm still Mouths, I'm still representing my iwi, my hapu, my whanau, you know, everything is still encompassed in that name. However, every negative connotation that comes at her, she don't care about it. Because if she cares about every single little negative thing that comes her way, where's she going to end up? She's going to be wahangu. She ain't going to be standing out there speaking words of wisdom where she can you know, or sharing a piece of who she is wherever she goes. So um, focus is energy, and energy is aroha, and energy is kotahitanga. So for me, that is a big thing, is making sure that the energy is high in a room that I enter, because if I can't feel that energy, kahaireo. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be, um, I want to give that same kind of energy that you deserve too. Inspiring Journeys Through Music, The Independent Artist. A podcast produced by Sound Centre for New Zealand Music, Toi Te Arapuoru. Presented by me, Crystal Edwards. With today's guest, Pere Wihongi, Mouse Huata Lucas, aka Misty K, and Tipene Hama. And that was the first part of a two part series. Thanks to series producers Tony Huata and Roger Smith. Sound engineer Phil Brownlee. Production assistants from Jonathan Engel. Marketing Leone Fenter. And executive producer Diana Marsh. Special thanks to Misty K for Feel It, Tipene for Ariki, and Piriwi Hongi for Doria. Thanks to the Stout Trust for providing the funding to make this podcast series. And thank you for listening. To hear or find out more about this podcast or for more information about the music of Aotearoa New Zealand, go to sounds.org.nz. That's S-O-U-N-Z. Nō reira, tēnā koutou, tēnā koutou, tēnā tātou katoa. Toi te Sounds.